third one here is stay positive. This is one that I agree with 99% of the time. So I'm going to really lean into, yes, I agree with that. I think we also need to be real and authentic and not fake positive. But look, people yes. don't want to hear your constant negativity. They don't want to hear all about all your sicknesses and illnesses and gripes and how tired you are. They want People like to smile. People like to laugh. Uh, people in social media needs to be uh, a positive part of our lives. And so sharing the positive aspects of life in your church and ministry is is really the best thing to do. I, so I, I would say I pretty much 100% agree with this. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by my co-host, Aaron Magnuson. And today we are talking about, well, we're talking about Kenny Jang, to be honest. Uh, Kenny is a longtime listener, longtime friend. He was actually the first interview, first episode ever of this podcast was with Kenny Jang probably 10 years ago now, or close to 10 years ago. Um, and he recently did a podcast on his podcast, Church Communications, uh, with our friend, our mutual friend, Seth News, who has also been on this podcast, about the top 10 unwritten rules for church social media. Now, the reality is, Kenny by himself without Katie, um, on, on Risky. The, you know, Katie Allred, with, you know, who, is, who is the secret sauce of church communications, is risky. Yes, Aaron. Very said, risky. I don't know how he got a hold of the mic without Katie knowing, without yes. Katie being there to guide him. Katie, don't let it happen again. Um, but let's talk about the top 10 things they discuss and if we agree or disagree, because I think this is a great list and a good conversation to get off of. And I will say, if you're not already subscribed to Church Communications Podcast, you need to go do that. It's a great podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, Church yes. Communications Facebook group, that is the best Facebook group on the internet. Um, totally. What are they up? Like 12,000? Like 12, We're talking about a five-figure I think it's like 20,000. It's 20,000. Yeah, it's massive. It's my, and they're like, it's just, it's a community. Yes. Uh, and so I learned so much in that group. And if I have a question, I go straight to that group and ask it and I get a dozen responses immediately. Yes. Um, or I just go to the library and search uh, for old conversations. So there's just so much gold there. Great community there. Um, so let's, let's talk about it. The first point in their list is, don't like your own posts on social media. Aaron, what do you think? Well, this one makes me laugh. I, and I wish I, could, I wish I could argue with it. I, more of what I'm amazed by is that this still has to be said. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, you just don't do that. And if you've been doing that, like social media has existed for way long enough where everybody should know this. You just don't do that. Uh, I guess I still do see it. Now I'll tell you what bothers me and I don't know how to, don't know how to fix this. This is, I just need to go in there and do it. When you have a ton of managers uh, of your Facebook page, I, I'll tell you, it's a coin flip for me when I go in trying to interact on my personal page. And this happens a lot more on mobile than on desktop where I will accidentally like it as mm -hmm. thinking it's me, Aaron, yes. uh, but it's yes. actually as my page. Uh, yes. And that's really frustrating. And it's even more frustrating when I can't tell. So uh, I will say there are times where I have done this, but I have certainly never done this just, intentionally just it. thinking that just it's good. It. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll admit it, Aaron. I, uh, I, I do it. Uh, I don't Still? do it everywhere all the time, but the platform that I do it on 
is YouTube because people can't tell who liked your post and I want to get as many thumbs up as I can on That's each video. So interesting I do it on every single YouTube video um, that I post. And so I'm coming, I'm coming out and openly admitting that uh, oh I don't do goodness. it on other po on Twitter or Facebook where people can see uh, that you liked your own post, but I do it on YouTube and I would do it on those platforms if people didn't see it just to help engagement because that helps the algorithm ranking and the per perceived value of the oh, post. Nils. So I think it's a good strategy uh, if people can't tell. So I think you yeah, should Facebook is pretty open about showing like Facebook does. Facebook yes. might as well announce it from the rooftop. Uh, they, <laughs> they show you really quick, but that, yeah, that's a, uh, well, let me, let me ask this not to spend too much time on liking your own post. Has it ever been effective? Was there a point in time where you actually saw an effect? No. And I'm talking about on Facebook. No, uh, no. I mean, I, and I generally agree with, with the point here. Uh, but I, but I, I, I want to admit, I just want to be open that, uh, and I think there's a little bit of variance there. I, I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm a gray guy. And so I think to say this is a black and white issue, I think it's maybe a gray. Uh, so I would say most of the time don't like your own post, but sometimes maybe it's not a bad idea. It didn't hurt on YouTube. Your name is Nils Smith on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Go over to Nils's page and give him a and like. Go, so and go like some of my YouTube anymore. videos so I don't have to do this. The real uh, issue is that. More, more thumbs yes. up on my YouTube. All right, video. let's get into number two. Number two. Number two. Don't get political. Don't get political. Nils, you got commentary around this? You know, I, I agree. Um, but, but I also think there's some gray here. I, I think social media is a great place for conversation. I think this is your platform to talk about the things that you're passionate about. And people are passionate about politics. I think where people get um, upset about this is when people state opinions as if they're factual on politics. Yes. And when people all only talk about politics but the reality is this is a place to share life and community and part of life is politics wherever you live and to be able to share uh your opinions and, and passion about that i don't think is a terrible thing um but i think to do it just for the sake of i think the tone in which it's done is what really stirs people up um and i would say this is a good general best practice to to generally stay away from especially for ministry leaders. Um, so I think it's a gray area, but I don't think it's 100% black and white. Yeah, so I was going to say both tone, both tone and frequency matter. Yes. I, yeah, you certainly want to have the right tone when you do it, but let's make it few and far between uh, if you are going to do it. Now, I think there's some things uh, where, where I would strongly disagree with this one, um, particularly where you live. I mean, I can't think of a more political pastor than yeah. yours, Yes. Carl Lentz at yes. Hillsong, New York City. Um, but it's always tasteful. Uh, and predominantly, to be fair, it is on his personal page. Uh, I can't speak for Hillsong, New York City, uh, yeah. their, their, their organization's page, but he's uh, the ambassador for that whole organization. And so um, yeah. there, there are things where silence uh, is probably more problematic than uh, coming out and saying something. And again, there, there's ways to do it. Uh, and probably uh, best done as I'm thinking about it, if you are going to get political, let's, let's do it um, on video. Like uh, let's, let's not have, not, let's not let a text-based or an image-based thing exclusively write our narrative, uh, but let's show that we want to dialogue about it by uh, doing it on video. And so I do think uh, you shouldn't outright just not talk about it. Um, 
because yes. there's some instances where, yeah, you, you your silence would be uh, worse. Uh, but let's be intentional, uh, yes. strategical, strategical, uh, good tone and uh, frequency. Very important. Very important. Yes. Well, and, and I, I appreciate bringing up Carl uh, in that his, uh, the way he is engaged with politics on social media has been meaningful to me. Um, and as him being my pastor and the things he's spoken out for and against, um, I've, I've valued that he used his platform in that way. And so I think that's one of the situations and, and people would, many people would advise him not to do that. Uh, I'm proud of him uh, for, for doing that. So um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I like, I want to be argumentative here too, for the sake of this list, because <laughs> I do want to say Seth and Kenny, this is a great list. Yes, it uh, is. But, but I think, and this is giving us good talking points. The third one here is stay positive. This is one that I agree with 99% of the time. So I'm going to really lean into, yes, I agree with that. I think we also need to be real and authentic and not fake positive. But look, people yes. don't want to hear your constant negativity. They don't want to hear all about all your sicknesses and illnesses and gripes and how tired you are. They want people like to smile. People like to laugh. Uh, people in social media needs to be uh, a positive part of our lives. And so, sharing the positive aspects of life in your church and ministry is is really the best thing to do. I, so I I would say I pretty much 100% agree with this. Maybe ninety nine percent. Aaron, thoughts? Yeah, ninety nine point nine for me. Uh, that's that's my mantra. I will say the difficulty in this. Uh, I think there's more creativity in positivity. Positivity, yes. uh, because the negative stuff is easier to engage with, and you're going to get faster engagement if you post something with a negative bent. What do you hate? What's your pet peeve? Uh, there's a great. Uh, I'm a Denver Broncos fan, and so I I'm in a couple uh, Facebook groups, and so. Um, there's a, there's one post that I've posted in there and it got a ton of engagement. Uh, but it was, which player are you really glad is no longer a Denver Bronco? Uh, and there was a, there's some lightheartedness to that. Um, but you have, you're going to think of something that you hate way faster than something that you love. Um, but there's a way to create a lot of engagement through positivity. And I do think without a doubt, that is a much better place to take your page to. Uh, just realize it takes a little bit more effort and creativity. Uh, and if you are only thinking of real negative things, uh, I think that's the, that's the, easy, the easy way out on social media. So yeah. step your game up and figure out a way to be positive and create that engagement. Love it. Love it. Uh, number, number four, also one that I agree with here, share your people's content. Yes. Uh, now, now the guy that I see doing this better than anyone, if you're not yet following Mike Todd on Instagram, Ooh, yes. uh, he is crushing Instagram as a pastor. Uh, and he does a great job of sharing his people's content uh, and people's, the things that they're posting and engaging uh, in that way. And so At, share. I am Mike Todd. Yes. I am Mike Todd. Two yes. D's on the Todd. Uh, I agree. And I'm thankful for Instagram Nils because Facebook, this is a little bit difficult, more difficult to execute on on Facebook, both commenting and sharing Twitter and Instagram both seem like more natural avenues yep. uh, to do this. And so I'm thankful that there are things like Twitter and Instagram, particularly Instagram, which seems to just be uh, our platform of 2020, at least uh, here at the start. Um, but yeah, be uh, particularly in stories. If someone is tagging you, it is fantastic. And actually your wife on Instagram uh, coming to New York City, that's a plug. Nils won't plug it. I'll plug it. Uh, catch up on their podcast as well. Um, but Katie posted 
on the coming to New York City Instagram page that she was, uh, I think your kids were playing with their cousins via portal and Facebook portals, Instagram thing, redid her story, uh, reshared it. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah. It was awesome. Go. You need to start. See, that was more for Nils. I was talking to Nils right now is what the deal was. Uh, not to you guys, but you also should join him, uh, in checking out Katie's stuff. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they redid that. And so, um, not only is it free content, uh, it's also a chance for you to create conversation engagement. And again, it shows that you and your organization are not tone deaf. You're yep. actually listening. You're actually engaged. You're actually there. Uh, and it's more meaningful than I think than responding to somebody in the comment section. You should be doing that as well. Um, but when you have advocates, brand ad, uh, ambassadors, uh, celebrate them and share yep. their stuff. Uh, and get in that comment section. Uh, and I think um, the hesitation, because I also want to say, I, I did listen to this podcast. Nils has not yet listened to this podcast, but um, they said, uh, just be, be cognizant and be careful of how you're sharing and how you're commenting, uh, particularly when your uh, organization is interacting with a personal page. And I agree with that 100%. I think that that is more of a caution for Facebook uh, because of people's privacy, uh, those sorts of things. But I think that what I appreciate, there's less of a bar and less of hesitation doing that on something like Twitter, on something like Instagram, uh, particularly Instagram stories. But do that. Yeah. Get in there. Do that. I cannot believe Facebook shared my wife's post and I had it's no fantastic. idea. Uh, yeah. Thanks for paying more attention to my wife's Instagram than I am, Aaron. I, uh, <laughs> and, and calling me out for not listening to uh, the, this podcast with, with Kenny and Seth. Uh, I, I was going to, yeah, you know, I got to do this. And so since you've introduced me as a co-host, there's a certain level that this co-host needs to live up to. And I think Jay yes. Cranda has done it very well. Yes. Uh, and I, I need to not be so frenzy with uh, <laughs> Mills Smith. Nick and uh, I were too buddy, buddy. And that, uh, it's it's a dangerous thing. We we can't have people thinking that uh, we're too buddy buddy. Um, yes. And uh, and and there just needs. I, I feel like Jay listens to this. Is we're getting sidetracked here. This is a uh, Jay listens to this and he's disappointed that people are so friends with Nils. Yes. Uh, and so Jay, this is for you, buddy. I'm trying to this, trying to get a little I'm, more Jay Cranda flair. Aaron, this is what you're gonna find. Is uh, I feel like this podcast has actually led to my best friend. DJ Trong is one of my best friends mm. uh, in this world. He was in New York, came to church with us a couple of weeks ago. Jay, Jay and I have had so shared so much of life together. Um, and it started before the podcast and it has continued well after the podcast. Jay is, um, is genuinely one of my best friends. Kenny, you know, he's not a co-host, but he's essentially a part of this podcast. One of my best friends, Nick, Nick has become over the last couple of years, one of my best. It's I'm so grateful for the relationships you and I just had. Uh, some time by the fire in Phoenix together recently at the Donovan Company Summit. Uh, the friendship that is developing here. Yeah, uh, not best friends. Let, don't let our listeners get it. Don't let it get it confused. I'm not there yet. This is the. This is actually Nils' trial run to see if you make it into being yes. his best friend. This yeah, is the seat you sit in. This is actually just an ongoing interview uh, to see if I am worthy of being a best friend of Nils Smith. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see. Too you many know, differences wish, at this I point. Wish, I wish you luck. Um, and uh, the key will be abandoning the Broncos and uh, joining. Uh, yeah, well, we're, we're sitting similar in similar seats uh, as both of our NBA teams, the Trailblazers and the Spurs, are uh, watching courtside as the rest of the NBA plays basketball. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how that goes. Uh, anyways, we, we, we should get back to this list because our ultimate enemy is Kenny Jang. Yes, Kenny. 
Kenny. What's the deal? This is, yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about his podcast again. Yeah. Five, don't spam your wall. What, did, what does that mean, Aaron? Don't spam. Uh, yeah, there's probably lots of different interpretations on this. Uh, I, I feel like uh, spamming the wall is um, just bulletin board is how it's been talked about before. So if you think yeah. about your church's building uh, and you think about a bulletin board, probably you don't have that anymore. Maybe think about your info desk and all of the pamphlets and yeah. uh, things that exist there. Don't make your social media wall that um, particularly and particularly what I think about spam too is like even even in the context of like memes and uh, just low production quality uh, things uh, yeah. and so so not only visually low production but also content low production like it's just not engaging uh, and I would agree with this I, I wouldn't I don't think I could even argue the other side of yeah, yeah. you should do some spammy things uh, <laughs> yeah. out Outside, well, yeah. the, the only argument to this would be um, maybe do something. I don't even know. Uh, is yeah. something better than nothing if it's spam? Nils, yeah. take it. Well, and I remember I had a guy call me out early on, and it was very convicting to me, is when I started OnlineChurch.com, 90% of my posts were, hey, join me at OnlineChurch.com, join me at OnlineChurch.com, join me at OnlineChurch.com. And he's like, dude, I don't know you, but uh, I'm – unfollowing you because I'm tired of hearing you telling me to join you at onlinechurch.com um, instead of talking about anything else in life and like it's not yeah so that was spamming of me uh, and that was convicting and I have thought about it ever since and so yeah say that say I fully agree with this and that's uh, I've done it um, and I've made just about every mistake most of my social media coaching comes from mistakes that I've made by looking for shortcuts or just being lazy or whatever it might be. Uh, so don't spam your wall. Agree with that. Number six, abide by the 80-20 rule. What's the 80-20 rule, Aaron? Yeah, uh, this is probably uh, from our good friend, Gary Vaynerchuk as well. Um, but it, I, I would say my definition of the 80-20 rule would be um, 80% giving, no asks, no yep. right hooks. Yes. Uh, and then 20% make the ask because the yeah, ask yeah. is still important. Uh, if your audience doesn't know you're looking for something or, uh, and they're so bought into what you're doing, um, yeah. that, uh, if you never make the ask, uh, you're never giving them an opportunity to, uh, exercise what they would very quickly and willingly exercise. And so what, uh, and Nils, you could probably speak into this more practically what the 80, 20 would look like some practical examples of that. But I, I would sign off on this. I mean, I, I might even error, particularly when it's a, a church um, or, or the context that we're in might even be more like 90-10, um, yeah. uh, not so much 80-20, but, but certainly heavily erroring on the side of I'm going to give content. And this would be yes. uh, the critique that you just talked about in number five about spamming, uh, oh. the critique that you got, uh, ask, 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 ask with no give, 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 give. Uh, and so always be thinking yeah. about how you can add value add to the conversation, not what can you get from people like, please comment, please share, please go to nilsmith.com, those sorts of things. Yeah, that's good. That's, uh, I, I fully agree. I, I think, uh, and, and where I think the, the way I would communicate this is information and inspiration is yeah. you should have, and I always say no less than 50% inspirational content. Uh, now there's other pieces that are inspirational that are not informational, but you should have no more and I've always said 25% informational, 20% is an even better number. 
uh, here. And so what, where the, I see churches making mistakes is they use social media as an announcement board. Uh, well, that's not engaging. That's not really interesting. That's only helping the five people that really do want to just get announcements there. But there's probably 5,000 other people that you want to engage uh, in a more meaningful way um, and following that 80-20 rule. So, man, we're on a streak of agreeing with them. Aaron, it's time to disagree a little bit. Yeah, and we are going to disagree hardcore on this one. Go ahead with number seven. Number seven, and I'm going to kick this to you, Nils, because this is your, uh, if, if you listen to what Nils is focused on here in 2020, yes. uh, it is in direct rebuttal to number seven. <laughs> uh, number seven, uh, Nils, or Nils, uh, Kenny and Seth both think that you should have no automated responses yes. on your pages. Nils, what say you? Well, my focus, uh, if you've listened to previous podcasts as we're going into 2020, my focus this year is bots, messenger bots uh, in particular. And I think bots are going to integrate across social media in general. I think automated communication is a big part of our future, especially as artificial intelligence becomes more significant. And I think it's gonna be a part of social media. And I think automation can integrate with automation personal engagement uh, in real time in, in ways as we're wise about it. Now, I have used automation in a negative way that I think this they're probably more speaking to of. I auto-hearted every tweet uh, that somebody yes. would mention me. I used to auto-retweet some tweets. I used to uh, <laughs> auto-DM people on Instagram every time they followed me. Um, I, really? I had... I, and, I, and I set up systems. I was always testing different things of, I wanted to have a welcome message. Well, I kind of learned over time of, I thought, I thought it was a nice thing to do. Uh, I learned over time, it really just felt automated and impersonal. Uh, if I really needed to do it, I should probably take the time on that platform in particular. Um, and so I think automation has generally been misused in social media and probably even with bots has already been um, misused to a point. But I think automation, and we see this with email now, uh, if you're not using automation in your email, you're not using it. Imagine if you just use one-to-one -one emails for every single emails that you, were, that you sent. Uh, if I'm only going to use Outlook or Gmail, I'm not going to use MailChimp or any of these other platforms, that's incredibly inefficient. So I think automation is and will continue to grow to be a more significant part of social media. So I think we should actually be leaning into automation not moving away from automation. Yes. That's my two I would agree. I think uh, in my very limited, uh, but kind of in-depth experience, uh, making a bot, using a bot, managing a bot, I think it's just important. Uh, I, I do think that this is coming, so don't sleep on it. Um, and I think that there's ways to use it that are very practical. And I think the technology is only going to get smarter where it's going to sound like you. Uh, and, and like Nils is talking about, uh, more specifically within my Gmail, uh, they have auto crafted responses based on how I usually start that first sentence of my email responses. Like it sounds yeah. like me, it's automated, but it sounds like me. And so I think it's important to not dismiss automation because it's impersonal, uh, understand that it's only going to be getting more personal, but, um, also be okay uh, and be clear that it's a bot. I, I feel like that that's good. When people understand what it is and what it is they're interacting with, um, they're more apt to uh, not be, I think the offense happens, not that they're interacting with a bot, but they maybe initially thought they were interacting with you and then yep. they realized they weren't and that's frustrating. Uh, and so as long as you're clear up front, 
totally uh, invest in and make this uh, something that's helpful for you. I know Nils, you uh, advocate for chat fuel, particularly for your Facebook Messenger. And I think that's a great place to start. I think um, if you have the capacity at all to engage in this and kind of do a deep dive into what a bot could look like, they're actually not that difficult, particularly if you're going through chat fuel to set up and experiment with. Uh, you can go over to the Social Media Church Facebook page and uh, see, start practicing with it a little bit. We have one um, on there. But uh, just keep experimenting with it. Keep working with it uh, because you can make it sound like you. You can be upfront about what it is and it can enhance the experience that somebody has with your organization, particularly because of the speed of response. Um, yes. And when it's done well, everybody loves that. Yes, 100%. Uh, next, next point is number eight, permission to post pictures of minors. Mm. I can't argue with this. I mean, I think at all. just post pictures of minors without permission is honestly illegal. Uh, yes. And so I, if, if you're, if you're going to argue with this now, I will say this might not be an unwritten minor. rule. That would, that's where I would argue. This is yes. not an unwritten rule. There, there's written. probably plenty of places where this one yeah, is written. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't be dumb. But pictures with kids outperform anything else on social media. I think people want to see that you have kids in your church. Totally. Uh, But get permission. Use staff kids. Use, you know, uh, but, but, but be very careful in this area. Yeah. yeah. So don't, uh, don't post pictures of my, don't. Yeah. That's probably important. What you just said. Number eight is not don't do it. It's figure out a way to do it legally. Uh, because one of the coolest things that our kids Instagram does, and I know that, uh, at Hillsong, you guys, you and Katie heavily rely on, um, the Hillsong New York's Instagram, uh, for the kids. But one of the cool things is we get to see our daughter frequently, uh, worshiping and dancing, uh, not only because she's, she's worth, uh, filming on Instagram, but also probably because there's some comfortability comfortability because uh, we know the teachers uh, to do our kids. But there's something really cool about seeing that uh, and seeing um, kids experiencing church through their eyes. Uh, and so, yeah, figure out a way for your church to be able to do that well because it adds value to the parents. It creates more buy-in uh, yeah. and it's shareable. Yes. And at, at Community Bible Church and at Hillsong, uh, they do it as a part of the, the kids' check-in process. And so when you're a, new, a first time- nice. Uh, person, it's a part of that process where you're getting media permission as well as kind of liability permission. Um, and so include that in those permissions. And yes, sometimes yes. there is specific reasons why parents don't want you to do that. And then you kind of flag a kid of like, okay, let's make sure we're not getting this kid in totally. any pictures uh, so you can be more aware. And most places uh, Aaron, have printed yep. name tags and stuff. And yep. uh, I, and I just want to be clear about this. Our church in Oregon, a church of 300, we met in the middle school. We had uh, printed name tags, all of that stuff. We had a computer check-in system. We yep. like So a small church and a big church, this is valuable. And we did the same thing in that I at my church in Oregon that we do here, where yet you, particularly for the new guests, you have them sign off on it right there. You can cover it. You can flag their name tag if, if there's somebody who can't be photographed. But that content is really, really valuable. Uh, for creating buy-in and engagement and all of those things. So, so venture down that path. Absolutely. Number nine, silence is loud. Explain this to me, Aaron. Uh, so I think how Seth and Kenny talked about it, um, not, not engaging. Uh, I think this would probably pertain to maybe some of the political stuff that we were talking 
earlier on. Um, but I think they were even talking about it super practically of when you're not responding, when you're not engaging in the comments section uh, or, or on social at all, if you're not posting to your page, um, you're not just not there. That's loud, particularly when somebody is checking you out. Uh, looking to see what you're all about. If you're not engaged on social media, if they can't find you at all, uh, that speaks louder than spammy posts, than uh, non-engaged posts. Uh, Silence is very loud on social media. And I think that I would totally agree with it. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, I, I would say, and this goes for like, look, if there's a shooting somewhere and you're just posting about other things because you had it scheduled out, I think you got to pause some of that and uh, talk about that issue that's happening. Um, yes. Or if there's an issue in your, your community, you've got you've to be actively engaging on those topics. People are looking to hear from their church. They're looking to hear from their pastor um, in times of crisis. Um, yes. Or if there's a news-related issue that's come out, you know, like be proactive. I, that's a good word. Good job, Seth and Kenny, on this one. I'm going to give Seth the credit, though. Yes. Uh, For the record, this was Seth's list that Kenny was uh, speaking into, Uh, but Kenny guilty by association. So uh, there's nowhere to hide. Number 10, 10 and the final one here, spelling and grammar are super important. I would disagree with this. I think spelling and grammar are important. Uh, I don't know that I would call them super important. And, And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I think it's important to be professional I think a grammatical mistake here and there, and I've, I've actually heard people say that they do it intentionally in emails so it feels more authentic and real. And so I think there's the occasional misspelling that actually feels more personal and real than getting it all right. Uh, and it can even be misspelled in a way that doesn't sound like you don't know how to spell, but like you just click the wrong key. Uh, so it's like a B thrown into something, you know, that that's really a C. Uh, but because the keys are close to each other, you click that one. That one. Um, so I think it's, I don't think that's, I would disagree with that. Uh, now, I, I would say that, yeah, I'd, I'd value it. I wouldn't put it in top 10 and I, I wouldn't make this uh, something that I would get wound up about. Now, if you're consistently making spelling errors, I think you've got an issue. But um, yeah, that's my two cents, Aaron. What do you think? Yeah, I think what you said is good. And I think what you the essence of what you said is less about spelling and more about uh, how you sound. If you sound too corporate, if you sound too professional, if you sound polished and unapproachable, uh, people yes. aren't going to engage with you. And yeah. so spelling is a way uh, to, maybe not intentional, but you should be thinking like, um, am I typing this with my thumbs or am I typing this on my you know Mac keyboard? Uh, and depending on, um, you know, what social platform you're on, uh, you're thinking about those in different ways. But if you're on Instagram, I mean, it's thumbs all the way. Uh, And if you're on Twitter, it's thumbs all the way. And so you need to be talking on there uh, like you're talking from your thumbs, not talking from all 10 of your fingers, you know, working on a keyboard, if that that metaphor makes sense. Um, But now I will say that you're right. Kenny, in the podcast, Kenny talks about how he intentionally on a graphic and on a graphic versus the text in a post might be uh, change this conversation slightly. I'd be curious, Nils, to hear your take on that. But he said that in his graphic, he intentionally had the wrong spelling because he knew it would create engagement. Seth actually 
called him on it. They're, they're both talking about this together. They, they, they yeah. reminisced on this uh, and sent Kenny a DM because he said he's above shaming Kenny in the comment section. Uh, but Kenny responded and he's like, well, yeah, but watch and see what happens on the engagement as everybody corrects me. And even after yeah. they've seen 10 people correct, they still feel like, oh, one more won't hurt. And they'll go on there and they'll comment. Yeah. Um, and so Kenny was talking about just, just the way of engagement. So he would, he would agree with you on that Nils. I don't know that it's in a top 10 list and I don't know that again, it's yeah. going to make or break you. If you have a spelling error, like you shouldn't take down the post. Uh, maybe you should, it depends on what it is. Um, but I would say it's not like, yeah, not in a top 10 list. Kenny, you're a smart guy. <laughs> Seth, you're an even smarter guy. Very nice. Guys, this was a great list. We appreciate, uh, I, I, uh, hope you feel the love that we took the time to go through your list. I hope we didn't over critique it. Um, these were, this is a great list. And I, I hope if you're a church leader, you go listen to their podcast uh, to hear the original list. Um, but we appreciate you listening to this conversation. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the people that are helping churches uh, maximize social media. We appreciate that church and um, Sunday U and, you know, all, all the folks uh, in, in the church communications world that are doing such great things to serve the church, to help churches maximize social media. Um, and church communications is the best out there. That's so right. Make sure you're part of if that there's thing. anything not on that list, we yes. want to hear from you guys. Yeah, Hashtag absolutely. SMC podcast. If there is something that it's glaringly not on that yes. list, or uh, you just oh. adamantly disagree with uh, what we said, if you feel about us, how we feel about Kenny, uh, we need you to get on social media and get in that comment section uh, and let us know. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Go to our website, socialmedia.church for the show notes uh, and everything um, about Social Media Church and how what we're doing to help churches maximize social media. Thanks so much for listening.